Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, I'm Cheryl Ackeson. Welcome to my first audio podcast experiment. A few of you have expressed interest in having me offer regular podcasts. In case you don't know me, a brief introduction. I'm an investigative journalist, host of a weekly Sunday program called Full Measure. Check it out at fullmeasure.news. It's a program that's consistent with my general mission of original reporting on topics and facts that I think are underreported or censored or that powerful interests are trying to stop. So that means all kinds of stories. Follow the money, waste of taxpayer spending, waste, fraud, and abuse by government and corporations, whistleblowers, you name it. I also give constructive criticism on bad behavior by the news media. For more than 30 years, I've worked at places like CBS, CNN, PBS, and local news. I've received a number of Emmy nominations and awards for my original reporting. I've written two New York Times bestsellers, The Smear and Stonewalled. This is a first and very informal attempt at producing an audio product to measure interest and get your feedback. So that's what counts most. Please leave a comment on this page with your feedback and to let me know you listened. I want to tackle the issue of illegal immigrant crime. Much debate often centers on the claim that Americans commit crime at a higher rate than illegal immigrants. I've seen reports and definitive claims one way or another, but they seem to be based on assumptions and in some cases false extrapolations more than facts. So I set out to learn the facts boiled down to three basic questions. Do Americans commit more crime than illegal immigrants? What's the rate of illegal immigrant crime? And is it true that there are rapists and murderers among illegal immigrants? If so, how common is that? These are all important questions to ask when we're debating policy involving illegal immigration. First, there's no 100% certainty to the answers to these questions for the obvious reason that we have no idea how many illegal immigrants are in the U.S., so there's no way to get exact statistics. Everything is an estimate, and the range, by the way, is within millions. So first, I went to a pro-illegal immigration group for a story I was working on, a group that unequivocally claimed that illegal immigrants commit less crime than Americans. But when pressed, they actually claimed that immigrants commit less crime. The study they cited was counting legal immigrants. So I asked, what's the rate when you only look at illegal immigrants, and they acknowledged 
There's no way to know. That's why they look at legal immigrants. So I kept looking for facts. And the best, most recent statistics I could find that come the closest to giving us some idea are from a little-reported General Accountability Office report that quantified the amount of crimes committed by illegal immigrants that were known to be in U.S. custody during a certain time period. So I combed through this GAO report and distilled the information in there in a way that really wasn't being presented in the report itself. The first thing I was able to glean was that criminal aliens, those who engage in other criminal acts once they're here beyond the illegal immigration, do make up a disproportionate number of inmates in our prisons and jails. Seeing the numbers, you might fairly deduce that they commit serious crimes at a significantly higher rate than that those who are in the U.S. legally. So here's how the numbers break down. The U.S. population is somewhere around 328 million. It's estimated that about 11 million, or 1 in 30, are illegal immigrants. Again, we only have estimates to deal with. This could be off by several million. Yet criminal aliens, assuming they're about 1 in 30 of the population, account for more than 1 in 5 federal prison inmates. Even assuming a pretty radical margin of error for the sake of argument, that would still mean illegal immigrants are drastically overrepresented among our criminal population. And the actual picture may be much worse, since the government says it has no way to be notified of all imprisoned illegal immigrants. They're only counting the ones we know about. It counts a subset of them that it learns about through identifiers such as an FBI number. Now, the information I'm talking about from the GAO report really wasn't that easy to distill. That's because the summary by the leader of GAO's Homeland Security and Justice team, Greta Goodwin, seems oddly written to try to put a positive spin on what are some pretty grim findings. The summary highlights this figure. It says, from 2011 through 2016, the criminal alien proportion of the total estimated federal inmate population generally decreased from about 25% to 21%. So you stop there, looking at the summary, you might think we're on a really good path. But when I dug into the actual report and footnotes, it was really difficult to sugarcoat the findings. Let's look at some more. For starters, 91% of federal criminal aliens here in the U.S. were citizens of Mexico, Honduras, El Salvador, Dominican Republic, Colombia, or Guatemala. So 91% from these few nations. There were more than 730,000 criminal aliens in the United States or state prisons and local jails during the time period measured. That bears repeating. 730,000 criminal aliens in custody that we know of in the United States during about five years measured. Together, these 730,000 criminal aliens in prison for other offenses committed accounted for 4.9 million arrests for 7.5 million offensive. The next question, well, what were these arrests for of these 730,000 criminal aliens over a couple of years? They included allegations of more than 1 million drug crimes, a half million assaults, 133,800 sex offenses, 24,200 kidnappings. 
and even more serious, the imprisoned illegal immigrants over a five-year period had been arrested for 33,300 homicide-related offenses and 1,500 terrorism-related crimes. I'll point out that for those who were in prison, they didn't just count the crimes that they were in prison at that moment for. They looked back at the history of these criminal aliens and found many other crimes in the past, sometimes a decade ago, and those were counted too. So how much does all of this cost, this subset of 730,000 criminal aliens measured over about five years, the actual rate being higher since we don't know the total number, but we only know what's reported? What does it cost? Well, again, according to the GAO report, federal taxpayers shelled out more than $15 billion during that period studied, or about $2.5 billion a year. That's to keep criminal aliens behind bars in federal, state, and local facilities. By the way, many of them are repeat offenders of about 146,500 criminal aliens who had finished a federal prison term According to the stats, about one in six, around 24,800, had already been imprisoned again at least one time here in the U.S. Where did GAO get the stats? Well, these come from a variety of sources, all under the Obama administration because that was the time period measured. Some of the stats come from Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Some come from the FBI and state and local governments. Now, what's the counterpoint to all of this? I did speak to one illegal immigration advocate who said that he thinks or suspects that immigration and customs enforcement pads the numbers somehow, exaggerates to make the numbers look worse when reporting. And I suppose that's possible. We don't really have a way to know short of some sort of first-person independent audit. So that's the counterpoint to the bleak picture that the General Accountability Office report shows. But you do have to wonder why that report didn't make headlines. They weren't talking about it in Congress or holding hearings. I didn't see a lot of news reports. In fact, I don't think I saw any news reports on this. It could be partly the way the GAO presented the results as if it was some sort of positive improvement. I mean, it did take me some time to sort through and analyze what was really being reported. In addition, although they squabble publicly... Some among both major political parties have a vested interest in the status quo. Even when a single party has held both houses of Congress and the presidency, they haven't really changed much to address illegal immigration one way or another. But now, at least, when the topic comes up, you have some hard statistics that you can refer to. Thanks for listening. I hope you heard something that you didn't know about before. If you're listening at CherylAckeson.com, Don't forget to provide me your feedback in the comments section on this page. What else would you like me to talk about? Are you interested in thoughts on the media and Donald Trump? Media mistakes? Influence of foreign lobbying? The little reported dangers of MRIs? Let me know. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and look for Full Measure News, my Sunday original reporting news program that feeds to 43 million Sinclair-owned ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, Telemundo, and CW stations. Thanks for listening.